Good morning. I just want to let the congregation know that next weekend I'll be out of town. Uh, so Pastor Oster will be covering both of our services, and he'll also be uh, conducting the adult Bible study in between the services as normal. The Old Testament reading for this, the 24th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the fifth chapter of Amos. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light. As if a man fled from a lion and a bear met him. Or went into the house and leaned his hand against the wall and a serpent bit him. It's not the day of the Lord. Darkness and not light and gloom with no brightness in it. I hate, I despise your feasts and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs. To the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fourth chapter of First Thessalonians. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, Go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore. For you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. 
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In Israel, a wedding would start when the groom came into town. And the groom would escort the bride and the whole wedding party back to his house. And at the house, that's where they would have the wedding and a huge feast. In our gospel reading today, the groom was taking a while to get there. And as the wedding party waited for him, it grew later and later in the day. And it wasn't until around midnight that a shout rang out in the whole town with the wonderful news, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Now this would have been joyous news for everyone waiting for this wedding to start. But for five of the bridesmaids, they had a problem. They didn't have any oil for their lamps. And there were no streetlights outside. So how on earth are you going to walk to the marriage feast if you don't have oil for your lamps to light them and to light your way? And this was really foolish for them to do. And here's why they were so foolish. They knew they had no oil to light their lamps. But they still took their lamps anyways. It would be like you going trick-or-treating and taking a flashlight with no batteries. And what would make that really foolish is that you know there are no batteries in your flashlight. And you take the flashlight anyway. That's why these five bridesmaids are described as foolish. They took lamps with no oil. And they knew they didn't have any oil. Well, this story is actually far worse than just people being forgetful or foolish. You see, these five bridesmaids knew what they were lacking, and they didn't care. They knew they should have oil for their lamps, and that their lamps would not work without oil, but they chose not to get the oil. Even though they walked through the town every day and oil was basically being given out to them for free. It was cheap. They rejected the chance to get the oil. Jesus often spoke of heaven as a wedding banquet. A banquet we are all invited to attend. But sadly, some people who call themselves Christians will show up with no oil. Even though we Christians are given the free oil of baptism, some will choose to reject Christ's holiness poured over them in that water. There are some who will love their sins of their sinful nature so much that they'd rather attach themselves to that than have the oil of the Holy Spirit and the new life that Christ brings right now. One day when Jesus returns... Some who call themselves Christians in this life will think they should be allowed into that heavenly banquet. But Jesus will have to tell them, I do not know you. And there are some Christians who will casually walk up to communion and receive the life-giving oil of Christ's body and blood 
without giving a second thought as to who they are receiving or, or why Jesus is giving this in the first place. They may have lost any real craving to be near Jesus years ago. They just go through the motions. And on that day when Jesus returns to this world for the final judgment, they will desperately want to enter heaven. The heaven they heard so much about growing up. But Jesus will have to say, I do not know you. And every Sunday, we Christians are given the chance to confess our sins, to unload our burdens before God. We have so many opportunities to hear the oil of Jesus' absolution, his forgiveness, when he says to us, I forgive you. But some Christians will treat these words as no more special than other words they hear throughout the week. And they won't crave to hear them. Rather than having a life shaped by Christ's constant forgiveness, daily forgiveness, they'll choose to cling to their own sinful lives they love more than they love Christ. And one day, Jesus, the groom, will return. He will invite all Christians to come to him, to have every tear wiped from their eyes. He'll invite all Christians to come to him, to be comforted. To be changed by having our sinful nature finally removed from us forever. But some who called themselves Christians. Who refused the wonderful oils that Jesus provides in this life. They will say to Jesus, Lord, Lord, open to us. And Jesus will have to say, no. You never allowed me to give you a new life when you were living. Why should I give you a new life when you're dead? And very sadly, Jesus will have to say, I do not know you. That's hard to hear. I know it is. These are Jesus' words to us today from the Gospel of Matthew. These are Jesus' warnings to all of us. And we may wonder, oh no, am I being one of the five foolish? Or am I one of the five wise? Which am I? I think it's probably good to ask ourselves that from time to time. Sometimes I think we can be both, right? But at the same time, it's not something we actually have to fear. The five bridesmaids in our parable who were wise were not very wise in some great scholarly way. After all, all they did was have oil for their lamps. All they did was have batteries inside their flashlights. That's not what made them wise. They were wise... Because the oil was right in front of them all the time, every day, all for the taking. The oil wasn't hidden. The oil didn't need to be searched out. They didn't have to go on some track to go and find oil for their lamps. It was right in front of their faces the whole time. 
And in the same way, right in front of our faces, isn't Jesus Christ supplying you with everything you need to be filled for that day when he does return? Hasn't Jesus given you all the oil you could ever need? A long time ago, Jesus baptized you. And on that day when you were baptized, Jesus filled you up with the oil of his holiness. It was an oil that cost him everything, his very life on the cross. But that oil is given to you for free. There's no charge for you at all. And as Christians, when you rely upon Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ has done for you, your lamps are filled with oil. And you're ready for that heavenly wedding feast when it comes. And on that day, you will be recognized by Jesus and welcome to come into that heavenly feast. We don't have to fear the return of Christ. We can look forward to it. Because look at the oil already set out for you in this church. Our entire sanctuary is designed so that our eyes look up to that cross. And right below the cross is the altar. Where Jesus is giving you his own body and blood. He's giving you the same flesh and blood that was sacrificed for you on that cross. And he's giving it to you to remind you. Your sins don't belong to you anymore. When you crave to be near Jesus in the Lord's Supper, when you want to be forgiven and to receive him in his flesh and blood, you are getting a taste of what heaven is going to be like. And on that day, Jesus will see you and he will open the door for you. His eyes will be beaming brightly as he greets you. And with outstretched arms, he will embrace you and pull you inside saying, I know you. Welcome. You're finally here. You made it. One day, Jesus is going to return. We say it in the creeds. We read it in the scriptures. And we sing about his return in our hymns. And when Jesus comes... All of creation, the living and the dead, will rise and shout, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. And we will, we will meet him. All those who have faith in Christ, the living and the dead, will stand up to meet our eternal God, who is Lord even over death itself. We are called to be prepared for that day. We are called, all of us, to be ready. And I know that can feel sobering sometimes. You might wonder, am I ready enough or am I not ready? But that day can also be a joyful as we look forward to it because Jesus has prepared you. He has prepared you himself for that day. Jesus has made you ready for that day by doing everything for you to make sure that you are ready. And on that day when it comes, you will be welcomed with open arms as he opens the door and says with a wide smile, 
It's so good to finally see you face to face. I know you very well. I lived in you while you were alive. I carried you when you died. And now you live in me forever. Welcome to the wedding feast that will never end. That's your promise. And you know it's a promise and can be sure that this promise will happen because Jesus has done everything to make sure that you are prepared for that day. Amen. Now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.